Welcome to another Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, I want to bring in another special guest. This one is coming in to us from the UK as well, but it is not necessarily a rare employee. No, this week we have Foxdie, who is a Twitch streamer and also a talented prop creator. Cool. Everything should be going now. Uh, I wanted to bring you on. Uh, at f- for first, I, I want to get into like the the talk about kind of the update with Cruiser Rage and whatnot. But Fox Die, you've been you've been a fan of the game for a really really long time, and you do something that a few people do not not too many people. I know there's a couple other uh, people out there biting for for uh, props and replicas and stuff like that. But you've got an Etsy shop um, that has some of the the coolest replicants I've seen in from from the game and it's specifically like the Evan Flintlock the the launch crew I have reached the oh god the ferryman blunderbuss I want uh the ferryman cutlass I want I want the gold hoarder there's so many things that <laughs> that you make that I would love to own what got you into making like props for sea of thieves Right, so the reason why I got into it was when the game, when I first started streaming, I wanted like to have an incentive to come to the stream and like to p- participate in like a giveaways. Oh, yeah. And instead of like buying games and things that people don't, you know, it, it's nothing related to Sea of Thieves. I wanted to make skulls. So I, the first thing I did was make skulls, and my first skulls are actually atrocious compared to what I've got now. Um, but it worked. Like people would, I was like a monthly giveaway, and I'd I'd do skulls. Mm-hmm. But then there was like a, people would ask me, "Could you make this?" And I'll put your money in. And I'm like, "Well, not really, because that's <laughs> a lot of work, and I'd rather stream." But then there was a, a large demand for it, and people wanted like the launch crew. So I was just like, oh, "Okay, here you go." <laughs> and like I've never really now this can it's going to sound weird, but I've never been motivated by the money to do it. I've just been motivated by my time. Yeah. Right, it's a precious commodity. And while, right, time, my time is more valuable than anything, and and money as a value doesn't really matter that much to me. Like, it may not, people may not believe that, or not, right? But I saw this as an opportunity to stream more and put my job by reduced hours. Right, yeah. if I can fill my my cost of living with making stuff and printing and streaming, I be, that's so much awesome. That's so much better than going to work every day. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, you know? you're working for yourself. So then it turned into, yeah, it turned into that, and it's like almost like self employment almost. Yeah, it's and as long as you've built something once, then that's awesome. That's it. All you have to do is print it, sand it, piece it together, uh, paint it, and that time never really gets cut out of the the production process. But that's something where, mm-hmm. like, if you take an off day from streaming, you can knock out a couple of these and keep them in stock. So you're not necessarily having to do them on demand. You can have them, like, whenever someone just happens to order one, especially if someone, you know, with or a bunch of people discover you, you get, like, uh, uh, some, some push from Rare, and all of a sudden people are jumping on you to try and get all these different items uh, purchased and built and whatnot once they find out that you, you're making a lot more weapons than, say, like, another person who's making like uh, costume parts or or, um, item replicants, things like that. And so the thing that I wanted to kind of touch on about this is when you model stuff, you model stuff that's different than how 
like for, for when I used to model stuff, like my my yeah, normal yeah. interface is keyboard and mouse when I used to build models and whatnot. But you you do it mm-hmm. all in VR, right? I I do it in a program called Oculus Medium, and it's Oculus is a headset. And when you b- bought the CV one headset, you got this free program called Oculus Medium, mm-hmm. and it is I would say it's revolutionary. It's like it's like playing with clay in 3d space it floating in front of you and all you need is have like a vision and you get there but you do it in such a unique way with the tools that it's given it's amazing it's it's, it's very fun to do as well like if you you've done modeling before yeah said, yeah it can it can get frustrating right learning the new moves and uh changing the vertices and then one when you're trying to rig something it kind of gets caught by another piece of bone totally so yeah, on. it was it was miserable because you'd have to grab like a, a bunch of CVs and then you'd have to move those. And if you didn't pay attention, you'd grab some from the backside of the model and you'd have these giant spikes stabbing inward to your model and stuff. So I've never done like the VR stuff. And that sounds awesome. So the, the future of 3D modeling, you know what Blender is? You ever use that? I, I know what it is. I've never I've never dabbled with it, though. Blender is is becoming a program it's free by the way you can get blender for free and it's almost up there with maya or 3ds max it is building on things that other people haven't done and they're trying to take the vrs aspect of it and taking these handsets and moving around another good one would be there's a game called a dream oh yeah just came out of the playstation 4 uses the exact same thing use a playstation controllers to move 3d space and you can put a vr headset on on and all of that and it's there's nothing better than taking the different angles and moving it around with the movement of your hand like it's physically there sometimes i'm so involved in it if you forget you're in vr and when you take the headset off you're like oh yeah i was doing that wasn't i it's, <laughs> because free, I've done 3D modeling before in the past. It's completely different. Oh yeah, it, it's a lot. It's a lot more of like just mousing around and trying to move in the space as opposed to feeling like you're you're being more tactile with it. Like you're actually touching the object and moving stuff with your hand as opposed to just interfacing with with a like a game. Basically, it's the difference between like playing mm-hmm. with a, a basketball in your hand versus just playing you know playing basketball on a on a game with your controller and stuff it's it's really awesome to watch you stream some of that stuff and and i'm I'm looking forward to seeing like <laughs> what cool stuff comes out in the future of the game that really sparks your your inspiration and gets you to to dive in and start playing around with uh some of the new models that might be coming down the line that we haven't seen yet so with me i say like you you're a creator you've got things planned then on paper mm-hmm. right you want to do this, you want to do that. There's people who've got like a huge bulletin board, like uh, points of everything they want to do. Everything is in my head and I got to get it out sometimes. <laughs> so like yeah. Gold Horde has been in my head, you know, when I did that a few few weeks ago, that's been in my on my mind wanting to do that for a couple of weeks. Like, but I don't like writing it down, like to-do list. Yeah. I, I, get, I think it's obsession, I think. <laughs> and when I, when I finish it, I get a, like a bit of a rest for a little while until the next idea pops in. Yeah, I could see that. I could totally, because once you get done with a project, you feel so good about it and you're done and you're happy and you're like, all right, it's, it's out yeah. in the world now. I don't have to think about that anymore. And now you're kind of like taking some time to kind of let, let your, your body kind of adjust back to, okay, getting back to normal life. Now that I've, I've invested so much of my creativity into this one thing, I totally understand how that yeah. goes. Yeah. 
So, so Goldhorde has been on my mind for ages. I want to do like a little piece where Goldhorde is side by side to Grey Marrow and Briggsy. I've been wanting to do that for ages, Ooh. you know, like a bust kind of thing. Oh, dude, that would be so like cool. Like Briggsy doing the holding up a skull in the hands, Goldhorde with his coins and his shovel, and um, Grey Marrow with his blunderbuss sticking out. I think that'd be sick. That would look awesome. And I can see all in my mind, but like, even though, you know, you say my things look cool and all that, I have that self doubt. I think everybody does. Oh, right? totally. Yeah, it's it's like, the plight. To embark on a project, I'm terrified of what it's going to look like. Yeah, yeah. Because in my mind, it never turns out how the way I wanted to, but then sometimes it does, and I surprise myself. <laughs> yeah, it's it, the one problem, the one curse I think being creative is, is that you never feel like you're you never feel like you're done, and you never feel like what you've put out is is what you had in your mind when you set out to do it. It's it's uh, th yeah. anyone that can take something that they have a creative vision for and be able to translate it into a different medium that's outside of their gray matter between their ears is just it they fascinate mm -hmm. me because it it's it's so cool to be able to see someone be like oh, discord's gone did it did i get oh, you yeah discord just died for a bit oh yeah. weird can you, yeah. okay i still got you so i think we're i think we're solid try and get somewhere in between the world where that way it's not having to travel so long um so, but yeah, sorry, getting back to the whole, whole aspect of, of creating. So is, do you have like, cause I mean, you go from VR to 3d printing, like, is that a, is that a tough transition or is that relatively easy? And it's another aspect of building that, that actually takes a lot more time. It's actually a lot easier than people think, because once you've got the 3d model, you then go into another alternative problem, just clean it up a bit, cut it if needed to, if it's massive, like a big big skull or something yeah. like i did gold hoarder you know that model where i was wearing on on halloween yeah. like that was multiple individual pieces uh the skull had to be cut down the middle i had to glue that together it's, it it's kind of kind of it can get hard i tell you something though 3d printers break down more than a car <laughs> oh man that's depressing so what would you recommend a 3d printer what would you recommend if, if someone wants to get into 3D printing? Like, what's a good printer that you've used that you that you think is better than others? Or have you just stuck with the one that you have? Um, I've got five 3D printers, and I only use one right now because, well, to be honest with you, five was kind of a stupid number. That is a bit. <laughs> I didn't need five. I thought... I thought, I thought it'd be like, all right, I'm going to get so many orders coming in. I'm going to have that one running, that one running, that one running. I can get it all done on one, kind of. <laughs> so I used to have a... Oh, what's the name of it now? A Cestus. I've got a Cestus uh, Extended. It's a, it's a, I think it's a Chinese one. It's the, my go-to. It's very good. Uh, it prints really fine detail. And then my go-to resin is a Boogaloo or something. <laughs> oh, I can't remember. I can't tell you the name. Got... It's, resin printers are incredible, though. I love resin printers. Those are some... A bit messy. Stinks a bit. But you saw the Merrick and the, the Megalodon? Yes, that's my favorite. That's all that's done on a resin printer. The detail is second to none. It's amazing looking. It's 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 probably uh, it's hard for me to say that that's my favorite because the latched glue statue that you did uh, for for the pirate <laughs> portrait stuff is like it's right up there uh, as far as like detail and beauty and stuff like I mean, I love all your stuff that you make, but that those two are like some of my favorites just because they're like these beautiful little uh, diaphragms of, of Sea of Thieves. So Kerides came to me and she said she wanted to do this. And I was like, who is it for? And she was like, latch glue. I was like, isn't she the person that did the, the portraits? And she says, yes. So immediately I'm like, easel, 
Form up, as you know, like mm -hmm. standard artist with trying to get that scaling. The proportions. Paintbrush in hand. And, and then I had it all in my head straight away. And then she said, she's got a dog. I was like, <gasps> okay, I could do a dog as well. <laughs> uh, and then the little dog's got the little um, yellow build yeah. pirate hat. Is it yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Okay. It's hilarious. And I was just like, yeah, just throw it in anyway, because then the dog's looking up and he's like, ah, oh, it was yeah. cool. And... She gave me the diameter, uh, the the size of the canvas. So I was like, "Well, we could." When she's finished the one, she can put it right onto a canvas and then show that on Twitter that she's got the canvas. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it yeah. turned out great too because I've already seen a couple of her her latest portraits and and it's the way she's doing the video now, where she's actually like filming the reveal from her, her back of her back of the the actual statue and then panning around to reveal like who it is. It's it's perfect. It's it's I, I don't think I couldn't think it's of a better way to to do that. It's it, that one made me. I mean, that one made me so happy because it works so well. Because she makes she. I don't know why she does the canvas is that small. She's probably something like she likes about it. But then there's like a lore element there, like a mini pirate is doing it. It's a regular sized canvas, yeah. and it just sits on the thing. And I was like, okay, it's it's such a cool idea. I absolutely love her stuff and your stuff. Anyone that does creative stuff, it's so cool to see anyone doing these mediums and stuff um so it, with with this uh you also stream too and you've been streaming for a long time and i know you generally stream with um a few other people but one of the things i wanted mm -hmm. to 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 one of the reasons i want to bring you on was also because you're part of the legends of the sea like you you and me we both have easter eggs in the game and yours mm -hmm. yours is it's funny because i was listening to your stream today with toe jam and it was actually brought up as a as a joke now, but how often do you get yeah. do you get joked on for um for for killing a, an entire fort just using snakes? Like, is that a pretty common joke when people are are playing with you, or is uh, that just toe jam? There was this one guy I was PPPing with. He's like, "Well, you can't beat me now. You might as well bring your one hundred snakes to fight me." I was like, "What? <laughs> what? This guy knows." <laughs> <laughs> you come back with your 100 snakes and we can talk. You also, uh, I can't remember the exact quote, but it's like, it threw me for a loop. And I just, how does he that's know? That's a perfect dig. God, you know, I, I have to say, whoever came up with that, that's actually, I would I would actually applaud that if that, if that were me. That's pretty good. You can't beat me now, mate. Come back with your 100 snakes. Yeah. <laughs> what? Too funny. Um, I can never remember. You know the, the funny thing about hmm. that? It never ended at Snake Fort. We then took the 100 snakes and put them on the bowsprit of the galleon and turned the galleon into a biological weapon. Oh, my God. And then forced the, the bowsprit over the, the sloops. And then they spawned in insta-killed people. <laughs> it was crazy. It was a, that could be considered toxic, I'm sorry. But then we took the snakes We took the snakes into the tavern where people spawned in, scuttled their ship. Oh, wow. I don't think you could scuttle back then. We sunk the ship. And every time someone would spawn in a new crew, the snakes would kill them before they could leave the door because there was 100 snakes. <laughs> so what you're saying is we need to make sure that snakes never get too organized or and learn how to sail ships that's that's the takeaway oh dude i'll tell you it's, it's not flame heart you gotta worry about it's the snakes man you know i've been saying that since crooked masts uh was was my hated island that's any anytime anyone would do noah's ark they'd always go to crooked mass and there'd be a ton of snakes and i hate that island and it's nothing but snakes and skeletons and chickens mocking you and uh I, sorry that was a weird weird tangent but yeah snakes are dangerous i i still think that they're one of the most deadly items in, or things in the game um next to like yourself and then like sharks i think those are like the 
I had a list at one point. Is it, <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, right, go out and collect ten snakes or twenty, put them in a in a in a in a in a, in a, in a big pile. Stop playing music and watch how quickly it kills you. <laughs> so ridiculous. Did you know that snakes have been broken for the last six or seven months? No, I haven't. What's, what's up with them? This new update fixed them. When we did Snake Fort, snakes aggroed players and skeletons, yeah. right? And then one of the updates broke the, the aggression of the snakes when it's captured. A captured snake would stare at you and never, never bite you unless you picked it up. No way. Right? So this update fixed it but what they also did was nerf the snake's health pulse and there was single slice will kill a snake oh, well, i mean octagon run another streamer of mine she was collecting animals and one single cannibal from a skeleton killed all of her animals <laughs> why nerf why nerf the animal health pool against skeletons and, and all that how are you supposed to do pirate legend voyages now you know like the, uh, oh, the pirate man. yeah how am I supposed to collect the chickens that I'd never do? You gotta anyway. stick them. You gotta stick them all in the crow's nest. That's the only way. You just have to have a bunch of animals. Yeah, but the crow's nest catches on fire now. Oh dude. yeah! Every single animal would die from the hitbox of the fire in the crow's I, nest, like the kegs. Explode. You're gonna have to use the the chest of rage bug. Then you're just gonna have to stick them on a barrel in the middle of the ship and and just hope that nothing touches it. <laughs> That's the only way. So we, we, we did get a new update and it's called the cruise of rage. It's, it's probably one of the more interesting updates we've had over the last few months because, uh, outside of, I think Seabound soul, um, this is an actual, this actually brought an, a whole new curse chest, which I love. I love when they do stuff like this because it's, it's so much different than going and digging up a bunch of crates and then taking the crates to an outpost and then going back out and getting a bunch more crates and taking it to another outpost. The crew, but yeah, we've we've got the crew, uh, crews of rage. We've got the chest of rage, and um, with the with the rage chest, this is essentially like a little mini powder keg that just keeps ticking and keeps ticking and keeps ticking. How have you liked, or how how much have you hated or enjoyed this this new chest? The chest doesn't do enough damage. You think it should do more? I think. I think it should be more widespread. I think the bowsprit cheese is not is is unacceptable. I think the ability to put the chest underneath and uh, on a on a barrel with water underneath it is unacceptable. I think that'll get it, fixed. Its value should be up. Yeah, it should be. It should. I think it should explode like a keg. Actually explode. Mm, that'd be kind of cool. In a fit of rage, and just make and and to counter that one instead of making it what is it six k mm -hmm. now, make it bit more eight you know eight. make it sought after yeah because it's just going to become another sorrows chest and nobody's going to do it in the next week so that's that's my main concern with this is that we've got this chest that comes out and right now nobody wants to play with the chest of sorrow because the only way to actually counter it is just to hang off the ladder of the ship um you can't you can't mm -hmm. throw it in the rowboat anymore you can't there, no music will ever sate that thing so i'll see do you remember that the no the music to turn the chest off? Yeah. I think that should have been the chest of sorrows quirk, keeping it happy with happy yeah, it music. Should. It should it should be that way. The chest of sorrow, you should lull it back to a peaceful state. That should be how yeah, you because how you fix it. Who wants to keep bucketing a ship all the way to the outpost? Who wants to hang on the ladder? Nobody wants to. Do that. Yeah, but 
every grog, grog's not too bad because you know it's just it's just a grog just makes i was you, i was um drunk. i was watching chalk muju the other day and she had an interesting idea that i think i twisted a little bit because i misheard it but she was talking about if you hold the grog chest long enough to get drunk then you put you get put into a drunken state at which point mm-hmm. your crewmates become hostile and you can kill them <laughs> i think that should be a thing but maybe that's just me uh, i mean <laughs> I, i'd like dueling uh, if you want to add dueling i'd love that I, I do think dueling should be a, a, a built-in option but I, I i would take dueling and then as a as a, a secondary action the the chest of rage becomes uh turned because you get drunk you start playing with your gun you get stupid accidents happen all the time you may not recognize your buddy. He may look different, so he may have a white tag, and you might try and shoot him, and he could be yelling at you about why you're trying to shoot him. Just a thought. Well, if we have the chest of shrooms, we can have all your crewmates turn into skeletons. How about that? <laughs> they already do anyway. That's true. That's true. That would be really funny, actually, if they just changed your... You just look at them, they look like different pirate lords. Just go all out. Just make them complete pirate lords and or uh, skeleton lords, and you're trying to kill the gold hoarder <laughs> plunder outpost, and you're not sure why. We'll go all the way out. And... So uh, with the with the Chester Rage, you think it should be more dangerous? You think it should have a, a wider berth of of actual damage? Um, how do you how do you keep people yeah. uh, wanting to actually take those around if if they're worth even at eight k? Do you think that that's still enough? I I think eight k is enough because it's almost like a Reaper's bounty, mm-hmm. right? It's more than a regular Athena chest, yeah. But it, it will explode into like it's an actual keg that can be reused. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, it's it's interesting how those. I still, ah, man, I still think that the that the so the, when you did a hundred snakes on the fort, I had the idea as mm-hmm. soon as I saw that this chest of rage was coming out, I was thinking, man, I would, I can't wait till I see someone use a bunch of uh, chests of rage and build a tower defense line for skeletons and just use your guns to, to kind of like get them a little angry ahead of time. And then that way you just, you're, yeah. you're just funneling skeletons through one point and constantly having them run by these, these chests of rage. Like I wonder how many chests of rage you'd need so that they would just die by the time they got to you at the end of say like, a certain point. Oh, right. Well, do you know Alektar? I'm familiar with the name, but I haven't actually like sailed with them. Okay, so Alektar uh, farmed a hundred chests of rage the other day. Oh, right? really? Okay. Um, and when they all go off at the same time, it insta kills you. Wow, that's awesome. So I would say to do a fort, you could do a fort with one, but to complete the wave, yeah, with all with the patches, I'd say fifty. Fifty would probably clear all the skeletons. See, that's what I want to see. I want to see someone take on. Obviously, right now the molten fortress is the only one that's active, which was kind of a bummer because I was looking forward to seeing how people were going to play around yeah. with these. So I'm hoping that after this update yeah. comes out, um, which that's going to be March 11th, uh, the rest of the forts will be active, and you'll get an opportunity to actually like play around with the chest of rage and, and try and gather these and hopefully people will hang on to the um to the voyages like the legendary ones and start grabbing some of these and stuff to we will we've uh, we've got plans we've talked about it we, you know we, when a new update comes out or when we look on the inside it's like oh could we do something stupid with yes this? maybe do something stupid with this? <laughs> yeah i love that it's for it's, it's been talked about um, um so with i really want to do 
sorry, I would really want to take snakes down to kill Gold Hoarder. Oh yeah, that's. I'm surprised you guys. I really want to do that. But you guys have already done. It's because snakes. We've been waiting for the update for the snakes to be fixed. Oh, that makes sense. So we we've been waiting for it, and this is the moment where it happens. But snakes might die to the Gold Hoarder AOE. We don't know. Ooh, that's true. Because if you're holding a we keg, might... that explodes if you get hit by the by the right? burst. Interesting. But the snake is in the basket. We don't know if... Because the snakes... I mean, the kegs won't explode from the AoE if they're on the ground. In your hand, they do. So the snake's going to survive the AoE from Gold Order when they're in the basket chilling. I, I don't know. Well, do some yeah, science. you could... I mean, that's not too hard. You could head to... Um, you could do any of the... Briggsy. Yeah, and Briggsy would be a quick yeah. fight to, to test that on on Wonders or something. Yeah, that'll be interesting. It's a bit of trivia. Sorry. Um, did you know that I... <laughs> Did you know I've killed Briggsy with a harpoon only? <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> I. How long did it take? Because I'm not going to ask how many hits. Oh, dude, I've lost count. Because the closer you get to the... The closer you get to a skeleton using a harpoon, the faster you can rapid fire yeah. it. So pff, probably about 10 minutes to kill Briggsy. <laughs> kind of was getting really annoyed because every time Briggsy would do AOE, we'd go flying back and then we'd have to get closer with the harpoon and start it again. Oh, man. Oh, it That's too funny. I love when you and Kaida go out and do some weird CSI and stuff. You guys have some of the, the best ideas. <laughs> um, so, in, in do, but I mean, there's there's more to the update as well. We've also got the, the Ash and Treasure yeah. commendations that have given us another set of tombs to go out and hunt down so we've got these tombs of resurrection have you found all of them yet or are you hunting for any more yeah got, got them all. all how with some difficulty <laughs> that seems to be everyone's concern right now so if right so you're adding so here's my problem with the terms was it four yep. four times five each time yep. right 20. so you're adding a loophole that is only sharing the same methods of getting it each time with these boxes right so if you miss the first update the next update is going to be prioritizing the term of fire or whatever power whatever yeah. right so if you miss if you miss curses power fire and then resurrection is the one that you start getting you're going to get so fr frustrated that you're not going to be able to get the original curses because they're going to come out more frequently yep yeah it's true it's if you get what i mean it's it's so, tough ah yeah it's, uh, I, I don't like it. I really don't like the to the way the tome um, structure is. So I, now I was talking with a buddy of mine, yeah. and I was I was I can't remember who it was. So if you're listening to this, I apologize. You know who you are. I, I want to give you credit. I just can't remember who it was. But they were talking, or we were talking about um, having the tombs be similar to the journals that we had for the Tall Tales, where you had to actually they actually had lore, so that. You know, if you got tombs of resurrection, there'd maybe only be like three tombs, but they would be actual books. And then the books themselves you'd get as a result of like opening the chest. But that actually opened up a line of questing that sent you out to go do stuff that actually kind of gave you more information about what this tomb was other than just the title itself. Because for right now. Okay. So, go so, ahead. Mm hmm. How, how I would fix tomes for future content if they want to add loophole times four with the four different books and stuff, right, is do the chest thing. You put the key in, you get a, a quest, mm -hmm. right? The quest gives you an option of what you want. Hmm. So you get to like, choose. I don't know, maybe an in-game little graphic. Uh, tr uh, quest of resurrection, quest of blah, blah, yeah. blah. Quest of blah, 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 right? Giving you the option to go for that particular type. 
because there's a lot of people, not just me, that's frustrated with trying to get Fire 5 when the Fire 4 pops up or Resurrection 4 pops up four times in a row. Right, yeah. <laughs> I've seen some videos of people spending hundreds, if not thousands of doubloons buying chests and keys, just spamming it and going on islands or on outposts just to try and farm up the the different chests uh, or the different tombs mm-hmm. and stuff. Seems absolutely insane um, to me that, that, that that's For, what you um, want to go with. Rare props to giving us the ability to buy keys. Nice. Yes, yeah, it's it's nice that we have that opportunity, especially if you have a lot of doubloons and it's not too big. Like today, just before we started recording, uh, a buddy of mine, Super Pack, and I were finishing up some arena stuff, and we mm-hmm. we hopped into um, we hopped into to uh, retail because we wanted to see how much gold we got, and the gold that we got from doing the insider stuff was double because of the 29th being double XP, double gold and stuff. So instead of 3,400 per session, we got 64 or 60, uh, no, 6,200. I can't remember 6,400, I think, because I think it was 30. It doesn't matter. Um, And when we got out to our ship, there was a rowboat and on the rowboat was a key. And it was like, oh, apparently someone forgot that they that they just didn't have the key or they didn't know and so many people just don't know so when we went out to um when we went out there and found the key we just grabbed a a, a voyage for a chest dug up the chest opened it turned out it was one of the tombs that he actually needed and we ended up like just benefiting from the sake that people just left a key laying around but just left the key. It's yeah. so nice, you know. You don't have to like. You don't have to go out and try and hunt down the key guardians or the key masters or the guardians and stuff. Like you just you you can just buy the voyage, drop it, and then actually um, uh, dig up the chest or dig up the key there. The one caveat to this that I would say is I wish that you could do this. Mm-hmm. I wish they had a, a voyage table somewhere on outposts because not having a voyage. Table. Yeah, because so for example, like the other day. I had a key, but I was in a rowboat because I was just, I was just, you know, going around. I didn't want to, uh, um, I let my ship sail into the Red Sea, uh, as someone was going after it. And I just wanted to take the key to the outpost to turn, to, to mm-hmm. get a, a, a chest. Oh, I see. So I see. The yeah. problem was, is that <laughs> the way that I could accept the voyage was now in the Red Sea. <laughs> so I had to, grab right. a mermaid hide the key on the outpost uh ditch the rowboat sail my ship back to the outpost and mm-hmm. uh, dig up the the chest and stuff but it was it was like i just wish i could de- drop a voyage right next to the the tall tavern or the tall tale uh book in the tavern and accept it there and then be able to go out and dig up the chest and then have the key right there that's that's the one thing that i wish i could do uh, now that they're offering stuff that, that you can dig up on the actual outposts. But mm-hmm. other than that, that's, that was the only caveat, but I really love that they're, that they're giving us these different tools and stuff. Um, yeah, it's very nice. Speaking of tools, uh, one of the things that we got to the game that I was not anticipating actually being a thing is the pirate appearance potion. Um, a dollar um right well i thought that was been coming for a long time if i'm personally honest because you know where people were like i would like to make a new pirate i don't want to delete all my yep. uh, my what's progress yeah. right so this has been a long time coming what i didn't think what they were going to do is put it behind a paywall so that's that's kind of the the controversy behind it is in something that i talked with um oh gosh who was i talking i think it was Carities. 
that I was talking mm-hmm. about, like how if it, if 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 it was going to be something that was they should just give you one like a one off, like you get one free, and then for after that you have to pay for it. And then that way, at least okay. every pirate that made a pirate at least has one in their inventory that it's like, okay, we understand it may not have been conveyed that you're not going to get to customize all the different aspects of your character. Once you've picked your pirate, mm-hmm. you can only do these type of things. So we're going to give everyone at least one pirate appearance potion if you want to choose to remake your pirate without losing any of the cosmetic progress that you've had. And Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. so how do you Sorry. go ahead no how do you feel about that i think the pirate potion could have been so much more than it was with the fact that if you drank it mm-hmm. or, or bought it that you could go in and edit little bits you know make my nose a bit bigger make my my right eye uh white instead of the, the right one the left one being right white you know that kind of yeah. thing because the, the sea of thieves pirate creator it's very basic yeah yeah, it's it's very basic. You've played Oblivion, right? You move, you can move around your skin color tones. Mm. You can move around your uh, add tattoos here, add tattoos there. Yeah, right? I, I can understand the tattoos. They're gonna presets. That's fine. But if I wanted to have like a coin uh, coming off my, I don't know, it's like a coin coming off my beard or stuff like that. Like make your own little touches. I don't know. Yeah, I, I've never liked the way the Sea of Thieves pirates kind of look because they look so basic and very unpiratey. So you really like you really want to have a lot more granularity. So okay, so I want to counter this because one of the other things that we got mm-hmm. um, and, and, and I want to I, I don't want to necessarily leave the pirate appearance potion conversation. But one of the other things that we got was the pirate legend uh, hair and beard customizations, which those actually start to bring in a little more stuff like a, a mohawk with a, a, that, a ring in the hair yeah. and like the you've got the uh, mustache with the feathers attached to it so we're starting to see a little more uh, um, kind of different types of cosmetics coming in that aren't just shapes or or styles it's mm-hmm. actual like accents to to stuff so we're, it's like we're getting a little bit closer to that jack sparrow look uh, with with the different hair types and stuff. So, do you think that even though you don't necessarily get to granular, you have that granularity with the pirate appearance potion, that if something comes along the way, that uh, it, it might be enough to sell you on just being able to change your base pirate, or do you want? Do you still feel like they really should go in and give you those sliders? The sliders would be nice, but nothing like Ark oh, okay. or Atlas, where I can make this gremlin hunched over creature of <laughs> undescription, you know? You've seen it, right? Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> like, it's bad, right? There's like a little little tiny person who's like a shade of the the brightest red I've ever seen. Yeah. And he's running at me with a sword bigger than his body. I'm like, that that kind of character creation is no. <laughs> but sliders where i can change the direction of my nose to turn you know like you know some people have crooked noses in cities yeah yeah so if i want i, I want to have like one eye that's slightly wider than the other <laughs> or, you know have those truly epic looking pirates the, the, the base like it's very basic to see if he's so if that if that became a thing right. how many people would start looking like sloth from goonies at that point 
<laughs> it's going to happen because that's what they want it to happen. The freedom is a good idea. Like being, because sometimes you come across a pirate, they look identical to your pirate. It's just the clothing change. See, that's why that I don't like. That's that. why I go bald because no one likes to go bald in this game. I'm the only person that feels like going bald is the best way to go. You get the most and the, aerodynamic. The, the, the biggest, the biggest problem with Sea of Thieves is based on cosmetics, and it hasn't got enough variety in cosmetics. So that's that's something that I think kind of leads us down into some of the other stuff. That like, how do you feel about some of the interface that we have right now, as far as the different sets that we have? Because that's that's a common common thing. Is is that we a lot of people say that we have tons of cosmetics. They're flooding the the uh, the actual shops, and it's hard to. to see what's all available because you're filtering you're going through like 15 pages of cosmetics versus what you're what you're asking mm. for is is you want more cosmetics more diverse cosmetics something that actually really gives you a unique look okay so when you think pirate you think uh hook you think bandana yeah. right there's only two bandanas in the game with different colors yeah there's only one tricorner hat. Well, where's my? Yes, and that's the one I wear now because it's the first time a tricorn's ever been introduced into the game, yeah, which is really weird. But so, wh why not give us the ability to dye clothing any color we want? Yes, in different subcategories, like uh, dye sl slot one is black, dye slot two is black, dye slot three is gold. Yeah, I, I I'm right, right there with you. I, I've been wanting a dye system for liveries and for uh, uh, clothing cosmetics. And we already have dye in the game too, which is the crazy thing is we have dye for our underwear oh, yeah. and for our clothes or for I our mean, um, hair and stuff. You can dye underwear? Yeah, you can dye your underwear. You can, you, if you want to run around in, oh. in black boxers or pink boxers, you can do it. And that's the crazy oh. idea is, is that it's, it's in the game, but it isn't applied to all of the sets. It's just applied to one specific aspect of the game. Um, okay, so like make some things undiable right like the triumphant sea dog the sea dog glorious whatever that's the uniqueness of it it's gold that's blue blah 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 then give us some creativity where we can i can take you know the green build rat set that i wear just i could tweak its hue i can make it a darker green or or the sash that i've got i can change it a different color just something like that i think that would be so cool. we'll, we'll go oh and a jewelry a jewelry um section too where you can have a ring oh yeah the jewelry has been been a, a thing on my list for a long time um so we'll, we'll make it easy say anything that's a reward as a result of an event uh stays locked in at what it is so you can't change the pirate lord's hat but anything else that you can purchase or earn through reputation well, maybe not even reputation. Lock the stuff that's for reputation. Just stuff that you can purchase that's brought into the into the game naturally. Any of that stuff. You know what's funny? You can change. Like I truly think this dying system that we're talking about might come in the future of CFEs because they're going to hear the fans. We want to dye our clothing. It's going to happen at some point. We can do our beards now. My biggest issue with my pirate when I first died is um, he was bald when I picked him. I was hoping he was blonde and he turned out to be blackhead. Right? <laughs> but then when they added that, I got the blonde pirate that I've always envisioned, yeah. you know, trying to model him on myself kind of thing. Cause I'm blonde. Yeah. So like they, they, all they need to do is just revamp the cosmetic thing where we can just change the clothing. So if I want to wear a, a build dress that's green and it's bright orange because I want to make it like my color, the Fox or yeah. whatever, you know, there you go. Right. Yeah. That'd be great. Or, um, 
that'd give you the opportunity to brand what you brand your pirate better with your image for for what you actually stream like your personal feeling is you want your pirate to look like this i want it to look as close to my mm -hmm. brand as possible so i i'm i'm yeah. right there with you i love the uh, I, I love that that you want the same kind of thing but we got a lot more in this update that i want to cover so i wanted to talk to you okay yeah let's uh i, I wanted to go into fights because you're you're one of the can I, can I, before we go into yeah. this can i talk about something that i wanted for so yes. long the, the ability to do cosmetics but i can display proudly the weapons on my hill Ooh, yeah i remember that came up if i've got a sniper rifle on my back, I want the sniper rifle displayed on my back. If I got a blunderbuss, it can be on my back, and the players that are fighting me can see what I've got stowed. That's that's something. If I got a sword, it's on it's on my hilt, right? It's it's on my, it's in my sheath. I've got a sword on my shoulder, uh, no, on my hip. Yeah. If I got a pistol, it's on my hip or something. You mm -hmm. know? Proper pirates. Yeah. And that's Deadshot. Deadshot Charlotte has it on Lone Lone Cove. Yeah. Yeah. She, oh god, it looks great too. Yeah. That's. She has a sniper rifle on her back. It's sick. It's such a simple thing. I know it's probably difficult because the each pirate has its like fat pirates, yeah. larger body pirates. <laughs> that is such a big thing, though. People would love you, Rare, if you did that. Destiny does it, you do it. It's true. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. That was one of those things that I think actually got brought up in one of the uh, past panels at an event. I can't remember which one, but I know that they had addressed it just saying that it, technically it was a really hard thing for them to overcome. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Well, then overcome it. <laughs> overcome it. That's it. Just get out there. Put all the funds to it that you're getting from this shop that we're paying every month. Overcome it. Now, uh, so, okay, I'll, I'll toss this out because that's your favorite thing. I think something that I think a lot of pirates would love to see in the game is being able to, mm -hmm. um, being able to change your ship type in session uh, as opposed yeah. to having to back out of the server that you're in. So that's that's mm -hmm. something that I think uh, th those two things are rare. My buddies just got off solo sloop. I go to the thing, trade my ship in. It scuttles my ship spawns. Easy. Yeah, yeah. It, it'd be real easy just well, to. Could even black. It could even black screen you. You ship these spawns. You black screen. You back on a sloop. Done. Yeah, it'd it'd be nice. Should have should have been in the game in the anniversary update, in my opinion. Would have been nice. Totally, especially just given the the amount of uh, emphasis on tall tales and being able to bring people into the tall tale, I think it'd be a lot nicer to to be able to start like the shores of gold and then find out that your friend wants to do it and you want to you want to do it, but you're stuck on a brig and you can't bring in a fourth person. Um, I truly think that this is going to happen probably this year, where we will get to change ship sizes. They have spoken about it, but like, okay, you break it down. You're on a sloop. You're two buddies. Uh, you, I mean, your friend. It's like you come across this cool solo sloopy, right? Do you want to join our crew? He's like, yeah. All right, let's go to the outpost and change our ship, and then join our crew. Done. That'd be great if more more opportunities to make friends, more opportunity to build on the community. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, this this guy's struggling. We'll just join our brigade team. We'll just go and spawn one real quick. He's like, yeah. Okay. So the one of you might have to sacrifice your voyage, but yeah. So I I would love that functionality. I think that's a, a great idea. But that to me that feels more of like an ideal situation because I more more or less more often or not when I run into someone who's struggling, they know so little about what's going on in the game that it's it's almost impossible just to get them to the Reaper's hideout to turn in gifts that I'm giving them. So. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> there would have to be there it, it'd have to be something that kind of comes in uh and then after a certain amount of time people finally get the idea of like oh hey you can do this because there's so much in the game already that isn't conveyed in any any tangible way like you you don't see pop-ups for anything to tell you how stuff is done or where to turn in stuff uh, like for example the the chests of rage or the uh the the reapers bounties and stuff like how many times do you still find um reapers chests and reapers bounties sitting on docks uh, out out in, by an outpost because they just don't know where to turn them in they don't even know about the chat wheel to tell you where it goes to yeah which is <laughs> which is a shame because they should have just put that like the delivery crates where you look at it and it tells oh. you where to deliver it. It says, hey, go take this to Reaper's hideout. That way, as soon as you run up to it, you see exactly like, oh, this has like a delivery notice on it. And that way, you know exactly where you go turn it in. And that could be like a time limited thing. So like for the first month during when that change happened, they could have put that on there and said, like, oh. hey, this is no longer. And then take it out. Yeah, yeah. no longer is this going to, to Duke. This is now going to uh, the masked lady on, on Reaper's hideout. That way kind of informs people uh, naturally in game without them having to read all the patch notes or, or listen to podcasts. Or... Nobody reads the patch notes on Xbox. Nobody. <laughs> it's because they don't front face them. Um, yeah, true. They put them in in small little blurbs uh, below below loading panels. And if you have an Xbox X, so you load in faster, you're not going to see all the panels all the time, uh, especially if you're just a casual player who aren't necessarily. I'm getting on a tangent. Let's talk about sword combat. Um, okay. <laughs> so the range of sword combat fixes have, have come in. There's been some, some uh, things that they've done to try and smooth the experience. It feels a lot better for me. I'm I'm not mm -hmm. as big of a of a of a person to person. I like the cannon to cannon more, but I'm I am definitely a diehard like sword person. How how do you how does the sword feel for you? This is this is a tough one because sword has not been in a good spot for many updates. And I have always used a sword. I just grip my teeth and go with it, yeah. right? When one of the biggest changes for the sword was the sword dash cancel. Do you know what yes. that is? Okay, so you would sword dash, you would hit someone, then you would cancel, mm. right? In my point of view, that was very skillful. Yeah. It was a skill gap kind of thing. It could be considered a glitch. That's that's fine. It's valid. But it was you, you would it 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 was the difference between a skilled swordsman and someone that didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Right. Like I, I understand it had to be taken out because it was a bit OP. It had to go. But that peed off a lot of people. That annoyed a lot of people and they switched to double guns. Yeah. A lot of people switched to double guns in the last updates. Now, I've, I've tried double guns. I, I never used to try it as much as I do, and I am enjoying it because I never exploit the double gun. Uh, never do that. Yeah, I've never... But I, I, I do enjoy yeah, it. I've but it's situational it's yeah it, it definitely depends on who you actually who you actually talk to and how they feel about it because uh just the other day i saw someone tweeting at rare that they need to nerf the sword and i'm like what like i've never felt like sword has been in a good place um for for a while like it's in a good i think it's good right now but a lot of people would disagree i really like the fact it's not sticky so in the last update yes. previous to this one you would snipe and then switch right and you go straight into a block and then you're stuck. You can't move for like a solid until you un unblock mm -hmm. it. This one, they stop the stickiness. So you can snipe or pistol and then switch to your sword and go instantly into a block and then leave the block whenever you want, you know, to get that. The guy's closing distance on a sword, I need a block yeah. kind of thing. It's really nice. Yeah. The sword dash is fine. The range is fine. I think they need to fix 
sword dashing through floors mm. and swording through floors. Yeah, that's the biggest issue that I Pronto. that I don't like about swords is just being able to hit someone from below deck. Um, or I, I think it's like I've done it before in the past out of like uh, what's the word? You know, when you're in the moment, you're like, oh shit, I just sword dashed him through the floor. Whoops. I don't like doing that. Yeah. I mean, I do like. What do you think about fast swimming and fast chess? I'm not a fan, honestly. But part of that's because I can't do it that well. But it's it's. It wasn't intentional. Like, there's a reason why you can't run, even no. if you're holding one item. Like, there's a there's an intention there. Yeah. So, like, when you're fast swimming yeah. stuff, it feels like you're you're purposefully cheating the mechanic that's intended because it's an annoyance to you, and not and mm-hmm. not something that is just a limitation of the game. Let me give you an example, right? You're in arena, you're chasing the guy, he just digs it up. Oh, he's going to be really slow now, I'll catch him. No, I just start sprinting away. It's kind of like cheating kind of way. It is. It? That's kind of how I, uh, like if you, that's, um, I was in arena earlier today. I was running away from someone, literally running away from them. And I was getting hit in the back with the sword. And I couldn't understand how this person was able to keep up with me with their sword and and still be able to kill me as I'm sprinting away from them. Like I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm in first person, so I can't see what's going on, but it didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. But I understand that sp- like sprint canceling is a thing that people are becoming more acquainted with. And I feel like that that is still at heart. The, the biggest issue that we're running into with combat is, is that you just keep running into the situation where people are, are abusing the design, Finder. the, 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 yeah. the leeway mm-hmm. between sprinting and actually attacking and the people that can't do that suffer the most because they they are are feeling like they're being slowed down even more because the people that have broken the way that that's that system is intended are having to get a, a gap built in for them so it's right okay yeah. it's totally art or it's totally changing the 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 meta of the the system and the only way to really combat that is is to not rely on the sword and just rely on guns the way I see it, okay, it's an exploit, I guess, uh, in some regard. If CF Champions came out and said, "If we're doing chess again, you can't do so, you can't do sprint swimming, you can't do sprint thing," I'd drop it immediately, because now when I'm holding stuff, it's muscle memory. Yeah, you know? and that's the that's like, the problem. It, like, um, I don't play arena anymore because CF Champions has ruined it for me because it's so good without chess. If you know what mm-hmm. I mean. But when I'm when I'm solo slooping and I gotta get these skulls, you know, sprint sprint running helps it makes it so much quicker. So maybe Rare needs to bring a wheelbarrow, and people want sprint sprint swim uh, run anymore. But, but the problem still. Persists. But that's the that's the trouble is is they tried to make it more efficient for people to take smaller items with the collector's chests. But then people just started sprinting the collector's chest. So now they were getting three items in the <laughs> in the time. So it's like the the if you yeah. if you give a wheelbarrow, like they're gonna figure out a way to just break that as well and continue running at a sprinting speed. Um, I, you know, those things that we I think a wheelbarrow is coming this year or next. This is just speculation, but you know, before robots were a thing, we saw a lot of derelict robots. Mm-hmm. There's wheelbarrows everywhere in cities. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Broken wheels, broken axles. I feel like it's going to be an interactable thing, like a robot. It's going to be behind you, and you're going to drag it along. So here's what I'm saying: going to do it before anyone else. Wheelbarrow chariot racing. <laughs> Come at me. 
We're going to have people on the back while someone's dragging and we're going to do some like slashes as they go past. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be sick. So then you have to you have to go out into the middle of the roar and you have to go to that. Um, what's that island? The circle one. Curse Water Shores, I think. Uh, Curse Water Shores. The big donut. Chariot racing. See if he would have Just fall. big chariot <laughs> racing out there. That'd be hilarious. Um, so... It would be so funny, and if it was affected by like ramps and stuff, oh. and one of your mates is on the back, and you let and you let go, and he starts going like, "Oh God, help!" I, oh, I got man. one better, uh, Smuggler's Bay, because you've got that 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 choke point on the top ridge of the two points. In dude, race of legends could do chariot racing in between of their race of legends. That would be great. You got to do at least one lap. Where they, they got the ammo crate. One of them's trying to snipe or pistol, and the other one's trying to get him round doing laps. That'd be That'd sick. That'd be great. Doug, if you're listening to this. Race of Legends, you hear it. that? <laughs> so. That'd be so cool. There's. So, moving from combat to more sneaky style, uh, the mermaids have been kind of a contentious point in this update so far. A lot of people don't feel like the behavior that they changed, where they spawn less frequently when you're near an enemy ship and more frequently when you're near your ship if you accidentally fall off, is actually working. Do you feel like it's working or do you feel like it's still. I don't think it's. I don't think it's been implemented. I've not noticed it down there. Okay, so it's it's still fairly un, unreliable as far as what you were expecting when, when they did the update. On popular opinion, I don't think the mermaids should change when you're trying to board a ship. That's the risk you take, right? Okay, it can get you annoying because it spawns right next to the ladder, yeah. but how is the enemy's gonna, gonna, enemy going to know when this guy's going to try and tuck? And tucking culture now has exploded over the last year than it used to yeah. be, right? Everyone's tucking. Even your nan's tucking in a corner. <laughs> like, you go downstairs, you're going to get a packet of crisps. Your dad's tucking in the corner trying to get a spook on you. It's like everyone's tucking now. You go to the Fort of the Damned, you put the skull in, Guarantee you'll have four tuckers before you get the final. Yeah, Guarantee. but that's kind of the. I mean, Rare has has been trying to enable more of that playstyle. We've seen it with the emotes. We've seen it yeah. with the streams. That it's it's a, a method of playing that they that they actually think is something that is is brought it's is cool. brought some some fun to the game. Yeah. Um, I think tucking is a very pirated thing. The word tucking, you know, hiding, you know, hidden kind of thing uh, like that. Can we the the emote that they added? Can we change is, it? Is great. I want to. I want to change it. I need. I need a grassroots pirate movement. Can we change tucking? Blame some. I know. Blame I know. I know. I know. That's the problem. Double guns tucking. This is what the hell does tuck even? Mean? I don't know. You're tucking in. You're kind of getting all. I can we call yeah. it stowaway? Yeah, so. Can we just stow? on a ship and and that way it actually goes back to that piratey feeling of, of stowing away on a ship so yeah i mean i know it's not as i i love i love sneaking before even before it was popular i was doing it the day i became a pirate legend and we were heisting athenas and we used to call it heisting right I see that's good every night me shumba octagon ron taser uh sonicus we all would go out looking for these athena chests these Fina quests and and Tuck quotation marks. We 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 would heist, and it was such a good mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. And then when everyone learned of this thing when it exploded, <laughs> well, it's just become annoying now, right? You got to check your ship every five minutes because someone's in your treasure chest or your crow's nest or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone's always trying to play with your pets in your pet chest, and it's just it's a little out of hand for sure. Um, I I think at some point it'll probably kind of die down. Uh, maybe we just need more chests of rage. Uh, down below decks, like that would. That would that would probably oh, save it. Anti-tucking. Yeah, there you go. Chester Rage, just yeah. anti-tuck. That's how you beat. Um, 
Chest, chest of rage at the front, chest of rage at the back, one in the middle. When one of them explodes, someone's going to burst. It's true. It was probably going to be you, but you know, at least you're getting the tucker while you're <laughs> while you're at it. Uh, so you you feel like the so mermaids and stuff. I'm so I'm kind of in the same boat, but I hate I hate kind of just agreeing with everyone. Uh, but the mermaid behavior is it doesn't. I I haven't noticed too much of a change. It doesn't feel like it's changed a whole lot. But then again, I'm not trying to like sea of science the the distance of of when i come across an enemy ship like when's it going to appear but well here's a question right so i'm at fort the damned my crew's just pulled up we see a mermaid in the water in this patch we know there's a guy hidden that's the risk if we don't deal with that dude when we get the key he's going to grab a mega kick and blow us up that's the huge risk and steal what they want yep. right if they change this to make mermaids disappear when someone's already on an island or when someone pulls up or however they're going to change it, it could seriously be a big problem with people trying to just get on with their quests. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's part of the, part of the game that I've noticed is um, something I was talking with Carity's a lot about actually was the balance of updates uh, lending itself to more of the aggressive pirate like more of the tools that we've gotten over the last couple updates and the changes that they're making are intended to be a positive for people who are aggressive and a negative for anyone that just wants to do quests like if you aren't if, if you're trying to go out and hunt people the game's called sea of thieves true <laughs> true the game is called Sea of Thieves. I mean, we throw that about a bit, right? People, it's fine to crew up with someone and go and play with them. That's fine. But the game is about stealing. But what is, like, if everyone's out there fighting, what is there to steal other than time? That That's true. But uh, it's it's such a, it's like a, a two-ended, the double-edged sword, mm -hmm. right? You need to have the PVEs doing the loot so that PVPers can come and steal it. That's so sad saying that, but that's the way it yeah, is. Yeah, it's... Like it's the, the reason why you like to have a good mix of crew members. It's good to have someone who's that's part of the reason why the arena was uh, originally interesting for me is, is having someone that's really good at digging. Like I'm amazing when it comes to X marks, the spot maps, I can nail those the first time. I spent 20 minutes. Yeah. See, I spent 20 minutes of smugglers bay trying to get a single chest. Can you join my ship? Sometime? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I will happily, I, I need the reputation and the wings. That's not a problem, but yeah, I'm, I'm amazing when it comes to digging up chests i i am terrible when it comes to pvp on the island so it, having what's your worst island um worst island crooked masts it's it's my least favorite i hate that island you're good with smugglers then smugglers bay Sm what about old faithful old faithful is my favorite i i can i can one ping a chest any day you give me that i spent three hours on that island one time doing an athena solo on a, in a sloop I spent so much time on that island. I can tell you exactly where the chest is just by looking at the map. I have no problems with that island. Good lord. Um, Good lord. Well, I guess you'd like the change where they zoom in on the. It's nice. Don't need right? it. <laughs> I, you don't need I, I, I don't need it. Change, it is a good change. I, I will admit that it is. I'm glad that it's there for people, but I didn't need it. I, I can tell by the shape of the 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 actual um, foliage, by the the red marker plants, by the the actual outline of. The, I don't I don't need that stuff anymore. I'm good uh, good enough without it. I don't use the the um, the compass all that much either. But yeah, that it, it's like. That's that's someone so someone's really good at being PvP uh, oriented. Someone's really good at, at PVE oriented, but a lot of the stuff that's been coming in feels like it's 
pushing me to just want to go out and murder people with people who are other people that are good at murdering and just letting the 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 dregs of of sea of thieves go out and dig all the treasure for me the one of the things that i i've i've been having trouble with is is that balance but that's that's a a whole nother discussion that that um wanted to get away from and kind of get back to to what we were talking about with the update which um i wanted to kind of bring up uh the reaper's bounty cash-ins because that's actually changed as well we're no longer getting the the what was it 25 grand out of that don't like it don't like it. it doesn't make any sense the re- regular reapers are worth more in the balloons it doesn't make any sense so that's that's my sentiment as well i'm i'm kind of bummed out that they that they lower the value because it doesn't seem like it's as worth it to go get these anymore where having the reaper's chest and the reaper's bounty was great because you they'd be far out they'd be marked on the maps and there was only one place you could take them so if you saw one and it was moving towards reaper's hideout you knew where to go to to intercept it mm-hmm. now that the reapers i do like that mm-hmm. I do like that the Reaper's bounty makes PvP like possible because you know you'll see a ship. It's like, oh, they're going for the Reapers. Yeah. Or or we'll we'll be between them and the Reapers. We know what their intention is. So we gotta make sure we protect Reapers. The Reaper's bounty, however, nerfing it from twenty-five to ten. Yeah. It's a step in the wrong direction. Maybe make it fifteen each. I think it should be at least twenty. Uh, anything less than twenty doesn't. Do you think twenty? Yeah, because unless it's unless okay. it's right next to Reaper's hideout, I I haven't cared to go get them anymore. I still go out for the Reaper's chests, but ten k is is nothing when I can grab a uh, you know I can grab two generous gifts, turn those into the Reaper's hideout, and get the same amount of gold that a Reaper's bounty was. But I didn't have to mark my ship for an eternity sailing across the sea into the wind to go yeah. turn it in and risk the pvp see see here's, here's what i would have done with reaper's chest reaper's chest are that sought after item you get the reaper's bounty maybe attach a chance not a guaranteed but a chance to get this reaper's bounty cosmetic from it mm. right to tie it to see if thieves doesn't do that they they've never done this, and I've wanted it from the beginning. It's like when a reaper's when you went to get your final Athena chest, give it a chance, a drop to have the pirate legend glowy clothing, mm-hmm. right? Instead of going out and buying it for fifty k, yeah. have one of these chests that sought after giving you a chance to drop it. You remember when you ever played Ga- uh, like Destiny? A little bit, not that much though. But I I think I know where you're going okay, with so this. So this thing's cool. Right, exotics, right? You go out and do the, the hardest content to get the chance to get this exotic. Yeah. Do the same thing. You go to the Fort of the Damned. It's not just the gold that you want, but the glory that's inside the Reaper's chest that could give you a chance of getting this exclusive, sick-looking sword that has like the Reaper's uh, skeleton markings that glow orange or something. I could probably whip something up in Photoshop that would look amazing. And then have that have a chance, like a, a very small chance, attached to these reapers chests these reapers bounties so it doesn't matter about the gold anymore because that's just gold you could get this thing that's tied to it i also about the um the box of wondrous secrets right bump that to 50k make the reapers bounty 25 problem solved that's yeah that was one of the other things that i think i was talking to uh my dev buddies where we were talking said the same i think i literally said the same thing whereas it was like i want it to be 50 so it's still valuable and it's still out there but just keep the bounty uh up to up at 25 um one of yeah keep it 25 keep that 50 good and on double experience You'll get 100k for 100K. that bad boy. <laughs> God, that'd be that'd be awesome. Um, to touch on something right? you said about the Destiny stuff, 
I don't, I don't know if you remember this. This was, this was not something for some reason it, it stuck in my mind, but there was a time, uh, in an interview where Mike Chapman was talking about the Athena's chests, um, being something that was so sought after for pirate legends. And that one of the things that he talked about was there could be gold in there. There could be clothing, there could be cosmetics. And I was like, wait, there's a chance. Oh, we said, that. yeah, he's actually, it's, it's in a video. I'd have to dig it up to find it. But I remember the video, he was talking about how you could potentially find cosmetics. And that was one of the incentives for people to try and steal it was that you could get cosmetics from that chest. And I don't, so why didn't they do that? I don't know. That's the crazy thing. I don't know. I don't know if he was talking about just getting cosmetics from the reputation because you had to get certain levels of reputation to get that Athena clothing, or he actually meant that cosmetics could be earned just by having the chest. Like if you open the chest, it would have a, a, a clothing. But that's something that I've been wanting in the game for a long time. New shanties in chests or in, in uh, messages in a bottle. Like you yeah. open a message in a bottle and it's a list of lyrics and you read the lyrics and it's got notes and then you've got a new shanty. Like, Chanty's um, server based and it's like you know RAM and all that. Oh, right? totally. The, the yeah, with. that's a, it's a it's still um, a big big thing. But that's a, a whole. Cos cosmetics attached to items that you can steal would be huge, though. It would change the whole dynamic of Sea of Thieves and and the, the value of an item. If in the Fina quest, gilded even, and it drops you that one particular item, that's a really low chance. You'd be like. I just got a Galahorn. Yeah, know, probably not. What that means is that's the best item you could get in Destiny One at the time. People would lose their shit. There were sorry, um, <laughs> didn't mean to swear. There were videos of reactions of people getting the drop that were bigger than people watching the content of Destiny. It was like it was called Galahorn. Uh, what, what's the word it's called? What, what am I looking for? Oh, I don't. Uh, reaction video. Oh clip. yeah. And you'd watch that. It's like, oh, dude. Oh, yeah you know the hype right right there you put a chest you put this rare item that you can't get anywhere else in and then people will flock and find those chests it's true yeah it's it's exactly why people try and find the the shrouded ghost which doesn't exist but yeah. it's it's which doesn't do anything it, it, when you kill it it adds a counter yeah. it doesn't do anything there's no cosmetic attack you, well, you, get, you a, get the uh, title you get a thingy don't you a title. yeah that's it though but after that what about if you had a shrouded ghost sword with a, like a, a bit of white fin on the side of it? Look at this! I'm the hunter of the shrouded or ghost. Or you got the shrouded ghost figurehead, like it's like the hungering one, but it's just a white one. Yeah. But you had to kill it five times. How about when? The, yeah. What about when you like they add jewelry? I imagine it will happen at some point. You could have a tooth mm. on the necklace yeah. around your neck, and it's like. It glows or something because it's the shrouded ghost. I don't know. Like yeah, that. there's. It's funny because at one point they like we didn't used to get anything from killing megalodons or krakens. We didn't get any kind of drops or anything like that. Eventually, they introduced like meat and actual drops and stuff that you could get from them. But um, I think yeah. it, I can't remember uh, who it was. It was the guy that did the uh, the the art for. Gosh, what was the first one? The Frozen Fang where he actually did oh, yeah. the the stuff where you you would get cosmetics that were built around the the, the things that you killed so if you killed crack the yeah the, they would have themed cosmetics yeah. based on what you killed that's such a an untapped an untapped uh vein that that rare could really dive into to give us um like these like the events the updates that we've been getting uh have had in like an overarching story and people's republic in my discord brought this up to me and i wanted to to 
touch on it a little bit, but the the month to month updates that we've gotten outside of the um, Reapers hideout and Flameheart story have been very disjointed as far as themes go. Like we had the Legends of the Sea, we had the Seabound Soul, and then we had the ch- the Cruise of Rage. We had the the Gunpowder Barrel one. Like they haven't really had a lot of story that ties each theme to the next uh, update. Um, and, and kind of what we're talking about right now, where we could actually have stuff like jewelry or things like that, where we would have three months of a, a mini story that is like, okay, there's a plight that's out on the, the seas and it's, and it's a Megalodon. Uh, the, the breeding has gone insane and we have to go out and try and kill more of the Megalodons than normal. And as a result, the shrouded ghost is a higher chance of, of spawning, um, or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, giving us like a, a mini version of the hungering one event and just bring it over like the course of a, a three three month update so that you've got you know flame heart still kind of overhead kind of keep keeping the story tied into what we're doing in the world but then you have these mini up mini story arcs that kind of tie in month to month updates and i think something like that would really really benefit uh the game but Aside from that, um, I wanted to touch a little bit on uh, what's coming in the next update because we've been talking about combat a lot, and a lot of that's been focused around PvP. But we're we're oh, getting yeah. the chain shot. Chain shot. Yeah. Right? yeah. So. Okay, chain shot. What do you get? I think chain shot is going to be the bane of galleons. I think. Really? Because they've got the three masts, yeah. or just. Because they've got the free mass, mm. and we've got free chances of hitting that mass. Yeah. Probably, maybe not. But I think sloops are going to benefit more here. Really? Maybe if sloop gets, you know, unfortunately the sloop gets hit once. But if you know it's coming, which everyone's going to like, there might be a chain shot. Everyone's preparing for it, right? The sloop's got to go watch one. And if that chain shot, which you hear is going, you might have time to run to the back, catch it as it catch it, put the plank back on, then you're good to go. Yeah. The galleon, by the way, you could. Chain shot, bang, once. Chain shot, bang, once from the sloop. Chain shot, bang, once. You get all three of those things to drop at the same time if you're, if you're really good with those cannons. Yeah. But the range thing is the big thing. That right? That's the interesting aspect of this, is that this acts that's- differently than how we're used to cannons. And there's going to be there's going to be a mental gear shift that you have to, to compensate for. Is it, You have to get closer. You have to aim higher with the chain shot to be able to get a chance to get it actually to hit the the actual mass so do you aim really really high and stay at a, at a safe enough distance or do you go in closer for that that uh that shot like how do you think pirates are going to react to people, that people don't watch ships on the horizon at all <laughs> so in my experience even a competent crew will let this go when they're trying to get loot on board when the fort the dam just popped mm. right my crew will just come in on a galleon Four on the cannons, all chain shot. We will aim for those masks. Those masks go down. All three of those masks go down. You are not going down anywhere. That is the end of the fight yeah. right there. Yeah, it's going to be real tough to get that, especially if you're... If you survive from that, we played badly. There's no way you're coming back from all the masks down where you can't leave. And, what, you break the helm as well with the chain shot and, and the uh, the capstan and all that? Whew. Yeah. Well, that's that's the crazy thing. So... The reason why I want to bring up the chain shot is because with the with the actual um, so we have curse cannonballs and we have chain shot now. 
uh, how long before we get something that's introduced into the game that's a physical item that takes the same effect of cursed cannonballs? And, and my question to you is, do you still think that cursed cannonballs, uh, for example, like the rigging ball, has value when compared to a chain shot? See, that's a difficult now, isn't it? Because the chain shot is short distance and you can see it come in but you can do something about it, but right? you can stand right next to the, the mast, mm-hmm. right? You know it's going to hit. You stand by the rope. You catch it just before it hits, and you're back up and running before anything. The Cursed Cannibal is guaranteed to bring you, slow you, anchor you, and all that. So I think the Cursed Cannibals are still going to play a part. I think the Cursed Cannibals have got that range like regular cannibals, so they've got that going. Yeah, I think the chain shot isn't really going to change much, much in the range with the Cursed Cannibals. Mm-hmm. But when you get a chain shot... um you got to get close. Yeah. And if you're if you're an aggressive ship, you're going to get close anyway. So those poor solo sloopers, they're going to get run down. There's nothing they can do about it. So that's that's kind of the 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 concern that I have is is that the the having a rigging ball in the game still is it's, it, mm. it's going to be really really hard for cannoneers who are really good at their shots um to to not just stop ships dead in their tracks cuz the rigging ball the rigging ball will like the chain shot to me seems like it it basically cancels out the rigging ball because for me i would much rather have um i would much rather get the mass down and damage it than just stop the ship like stopping the ship is something that a really good boarder could do like all you have to do is just get on board if you get on board and drop the anchor that took the the entire uh, rigging ball out of the equation or the anchor ball out of the equation i feel like the cursed cannonballs what I- are, are sorry and mm-hmm. just to finish up i feel like the cursed cannonballs are the stop gap between catching up to a ship to be able to land shots on it with like a with a, a, can, a chain shot and them getting away and i feel like that's just a, a that's that gap between uh where a ship could get away or a ship gets hit with a chain shot and loses their mast that curse shot or that curse cannonball is just a little too powerful in that in that space uh, it's a it's a difficult one because i think the mass dropping is more more horrible than the Curse cannibal because curse cannibal just passes and you just drop them right. Mm-hmm. A mass dropping is huge. It could be the difference between winning and losing. So, but but um, if you so if you had both, so you had a rigging ball and you had a chain shot. If you have the distance that a regular cannonball has with the with the curse cannonball, you're effectively stopping mm-hmm. them enough to where you can get close enough to get a chain shot off with the chain. So. Yeah. They'll work hand in hand as well as an anchor ball, which is where I've wanted. Yeah, them. which is which is where I feel like the the curse cannonballs are starting to be something that is being replaced by the shots that they're giving us with the with the chain shot and anything that that comes down the line. But it's it's the difference between like if I'm sailing away from you, if you have chain shot you may not be able to land that because of the distance but if you have a cursed cannonball then you hit that because of the the increased distance just the the better way you can actually shoot that i could be dead in the water because by the time the rigging ball effect wears off and i can drop sails you're within range to chain shot me and that's where i have a that's where i have trouble Uh, okay i can see what you mean um the rigging ball doesn't last that long to gain that much ground but yeah i could see that mm-hmm. especially but it doesn't really matter about that the about the, the range because if you get good at cannonballs by just aiming higher with the rig with the chain shot yeah. and you get good at that 
that's the problem. People that get good at really ridiculous things, like I'm good at the harpoon. I can harpoon you off the boat and then blunder you as you're coming towards me. Yeah. That's annoying. When someone's good at a particular mechanic, it's not the game mechanics that you've got to worry about. It's the way people adapt. Mm. So you think this is... The- but the, the other thing would be, if I got the rigging ball, the other alternative would be my crew would turn off slightly so I can get a cannon directly onto your deck. Yeah. Yeah. Which is more more devastating than any chain shot because I've already got on the boat, I've killed probably someone with a blunderbuss and dropped the anchor. Hmm. So do you think uh, rigging balls are going to be something that you want to use towards the beginning of a fight or towards the end to try and lock someone down or to try and stop them to get to the point where you can uh, start barraging them? I, in my pin, opinion, I don't. We don't. My my crew barely use cursed cannonballs. We if we find them, we'll use them. That's fine. But we forget about them because we our, our accuracy on our cannons will hit your mast anyway. Mm, gotcha. So it's it's less of a and, concern. And we know we hit three. We'll count it. Like if there's two two cannons on a brig, I've hit the mast twice. One more and it goes. And then everyone would focus the mast because the mast dropping is huge. Yeah. But like you said, if we if we're already at that close range anyway, and we can rig him, I could already sword dash and probably board it. Yeah, so that's that's kind of uh, or, or so you think in it's in that a, instance it would be better to try mm-hmm. and use it to to close a gap between you and another ship. Yeah, but uh, uh, like if you've already locked down a ship, you could prevent their escape. Sometimes ships escape mm-hmm. right when you get into a big intense PvP yeah. fight. If the mass are down, there's no escape. Yep. That's true. So, like, Sea of Champions just passed right now, right? The final's finished. Yeah. In the next Sea of Champions, games can be completely different <laughs> because they're going to have... You're going to be spawning in with Chain Shot, I imagine, right? They did it. Rare wants these things to be in Arena as yeah. well. So, Chain Shot is going to be there ready in the barrel. I don't know how many they're going to give you. I hope it's not a lot. I really hope it's it not a can't. lot. can't. But that is going to be the difference between winning and losing. If they give you five and five and five, and depending like in, in each individual thing, that's that's game changing. That might be a bit too OP. Yeah. <laughs> so the, I guess uh, I guess my my last question is: we kind of round round things up. Um, where do gunpowders uh, fall in this in this world where masts can catch fire, chain shot can can take down masts? Um, you've got all these these different tools that have been brought into the game, and the gunpowder barrel feels a little left out. Uh, so, how do you you, you don't carry it? <laughs> that, you but don't. that's the problem. So, how do you how do you get the? We're a PvP crew. Yeah, we never use it. We don't need it. If you've got a gunpowder keg in your thing, that is the thing we're going to focus yeah. on. If you've just finished the Fort the Dead, uh, damned, and you've got mega kegs, I'm going to fire out into your trajectory, and I'm going to have five shots to take that down. I'm going to hit it in the first two. It ends fights quicker than it, it can it can bring it back. So what? Gunpowder kegs are a liability. I would never use. So them. what's the point of them in the game at this stage? I think people that like to play PVE can kill their skeletons a lot easier. It's it's nice to see a, a bunch of skeletons just blow up in one go, mm-hmm. right? It's cool. Boarding a ship uh, from the from the ladder, you either you either deposit the thing down and then blow it up and get away safely, or they swing the sword and blow it up that way too. That's fine. Having them in the crow's nest is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Now, if they did something like armored plated brigs where you can put your kegs in there, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. What if you, you get you get your brig, you open it up, it's armor plated, no cannons from the sides can detonate it. You'd have to go down there and legit open it and then blow it up. Then kegs could be in play, but right now, do you no. think that cannon shots on a on a hull should be able to blow up powder kegs below deck as it stands? Like, do you think that that's a 
It does. No, I know it does, but I mean, do you think that that is that should be the intended uh, outcome, or or do you think that you should be able to uh, take a shot from a cannon, hit hit the hull, and it doesn't blow up any kegs below? I think kegs need a rework. I think kegs need health, and they get damaged slightly. Mm. Like one 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 direct hit to the the keg should blow it up. Yeah, that's fine. But if it's splash damage and it's just hitting it, it should show signs of, you know, damage one shot right you just you shoot it it always blows up or you get hit marked but like if it's in the crow's nest where that's the only safe place in the entire game for your keg to be but it's not because mass dropped mm-hmm. now kegs don't really have a, a, a place in sea of thieves in my opinion that's that's kind of the point that i wanted to, to kind of get to is is i feel like we don't really have a, a good way to deal with powder kegs on ships like they just don't come onto ships anymore um so no. but you used to be in the crow's nest right you used to be completely yeah. safe yeah, unless they got sniped. It would push the ship down a little bit. The mega keg would cause physical damage on the top deck and not the bottom deck on a galleon. Normal kegs, nothing would happen, yeah. right? Wait, did it? No. Remember, it's been nope. so long. Didn't used to do anything before masts so go down. You would see them. So then you would fire over, climb the ladder, and then them one by one, right? That's how, how the meta yeah. was. And then you can light them. But now... With fire attaching to mass and then causing a chain reaction in crow's nest, carrying kegs is a massive liability. I would never do it unless I needed to. So take take the take the chest of rage as far as like being able to to aggravate it to the point where it explodes in fire and just apply that to powder kegs. You think that would fix it? Oh. But when a keg explodes, it bursts into flames anyway, doesn't it? It does, but uh, this would be something where instead of instead of a ticking time bomb, you have uh, just a regular bomb, and you you can set it off. But the more damage done to it, it would explode. So if it did take that splash damage from a hull shot, it wouldn't set it off. But much like a chest of rage, it would get angry to the point where eventually the mm. splash damage would cause it to explode, and then it would just explode. Many people will probably hate me saying this, but what about if you had to shoot the keg more than once for it to explode, like you're saying? Like, it has a health bar. I'd be fine with that. Maybe. I, I wouldn't yeah, mind because, it. Because, like, a lot of the times, you'll just have it, someone running away, and it's like, dude, they got kegs in the crow's nest. And, like, it's over before it even starts. Like, the kegs are going to be your undoing. There's no point carrying Yeah. And that's that's kind of the trouble that I run into is is that the the powder kegs were so much fun a year and a half ago, and now they have they have zero place in the meta uh, with all the different things that can set them off. Um, whether you're holding them in front of a pirate or a, a skeleton lord, or they're in the crow's nest and one fireball blows it up, or they still get sniped, no one carries them uh, unless they know they have a safe safe path to go turn them in for gold, and that's pretty much it. Unless, or if they're unexperienced and they don't know better, like yeah. if you look at any pirate, a PvP crew, me, myself, Kaida, like Spar, Alexar, we don't carry kegs. It's a liability; it'll get you killed. Yeah. Uh, the, the, okay, here's a good one for you, right? Uh, when the game first came out, the world record for carrying the most loot on your boat was really low, and we did a world record attempt once, and we had 250 chests on board. Mm-hmm. We carried kegs. Someone boarded us. We was all dead. They dropped the kegs on our on our on our thing. Killed us. We had no way to come back. Yeah, kegs are a liability from from the start, Sea of Thieves, to now. But they were also could, they were also beneficial if you had them uh, before people got really good at sniping them. You could grab one, jump off the back of your ship, board someone, 
and take them out with one keg if you were able to detonate it and true. and defend the holes. And you just true, true, you true. just don't see that anymore. That was an interesting gameplay. Now it's moved from taking a barrel off your crow's nest, jumping in the water and boarding a ship and blowing up the ship to taking taking uh, yourself jumping off getting on dropping the anchor or tucking and it's it's totally shifted i think i think like you said it's shifted i think people have grown wise to the dangers of like ships if i if i'm chasing a ship and they're directly in front i'm thinking to myself borders i'm also thinking to myself if they got kegs and borders we're kind of dead yeah. right so i think players have grown over the last year and a bit of the dangers before you could probably pull off um a keg like i've done carpet bombing before we've had a bunch of kegs in our crow's nest 40 of them and we'd carpet bomb behind us and the, and the galleon would just keep going and going into our thing until it sunk like <laughs> but if it was an aware galleon they'd just snipe it in the water yeah like if they knew what they're doing yeah and, and well more that they knew what they were doing oh, and they were actually know. good too because i've oh, you lost me no you're good um so but uh yeah so that kind of uh I guess that's pretty much everything. A lot. There's a lot of other stuff I'll probably cover in the next episode. So oh. uh, that's that's pretty much all the things that I um I wanted to kind of cover. I'm gonna cover some more stuff probably in the next episode. But Fox, I thank you so much for for joining me uh, for for this. I, I really wanted to get some some of your thoughts, and then also just to kind of let people know all of the cool stuff that you make that they can get as well too. So I'm going to have links to your Twitch as well as your Etsy page. Um, where else can people find you? Uh, I do have a YouTube, but I barely use it. So don't worry about it. <laughs> How about a discord? I'm on Twitter. Sometimes you can, you, you can join my discord and stuff. I'm on Twitter. You message me. I'm always, up, I'm always up for a chat. Awesome. Sounds good. Um, well, that's going to do it, man. I thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining in. Yeah, no problem. Uh, that was actually a fun talk because it actually got a lot of things off what I've been thinking about with the new updates and stuff. All right, Pirates. So we covered a lot of the stuff and had some really good conversations, but there was one thing that I completely forgot about as we were getting towards the end of the conversation. And I know this is already going long, so I just wanted to touch on one topic that came out this week or last week, actually, that um, I think was really, really interesting. Something that a lot of people have been captivated by even during the Cruise of Rage event, and that is Hunter's Hall. If you're not familiar, then you need to go over to the Sea of Thieves website and click on the banner at the top that has the countdown for the last remaining week. You probably have already missed the first week, which is just to catch 120 fish and turn those in to get 250 doubloons. But there is still the second week running. All you need to do to complete the weekly event for that is between March 1st and March 9th, turn in 60 trophy fish. It doesn't matter what they are as long as they're trophy fish. Anyone in your crew can do it, but only your crew can gain you credit for that. Once you've turned in 60 trophy fish, you will be rewarded with 300 doubloons. Now there is another a reward that you can get, and this is the campaign reward. So I really do love this campaign reward. It is, uh, once you turn in 180 ruby splash tails, whether they're regular or trophy, you get a new uh, figurehead, the gold hauler figurehead which doesn't to me really doesn't speak to 
the hunters hall or the hunting hunters call kind of hall campaign thingy however you want to call it but basically this this definitely seems like it's not in line with the type of reward that they would want to give for something like fishing for two weeks um the, the, the basically the way I see this is this is a test of a system. This is a test for how weeklies could work out, how to implement them, and if people will be attracted to doing them. As far as I'm concerned, I think it's a great success. A lot of people have been wanting weeklies, even dailies, to be able to do something outside of the normal game loop that drives um, people to, to have an incentive to do something to get rewarded for it. Now, obviously, it's going to be really hard to keep doing this on a weekly basis. Uh, a two-week basis, I do appreciate, I think, splitting it up half of the month for one, half of the month for another would be really cool. Uh, to do this, they've really kind of limited the necessary means of development. They've really cut out any kind of UI modifications that have to go in the game to test this kind of weekly system. All they did was edited a, a web page, built the website um, up so it could support the tracking, support the, the timer on it, and all, everything's tracked through the website so it can be changed frequently. Now, it, it does kind of, it is a bummer that you don't get to find out about this or find any way of keeping track of this in the actual game. So Xbox players are going to have a hard time if if they don't hear about it from someone else and all they do is see a bunch of people over at sea posts for two weeks trying to understand why everyone just wants to fish on galleons so having something like a weekly front page uh, when you're logging into the game is going to be the best way to try and solicit this to anyone who, who picks up the game and doesn't follow social medias or doesn't follow the website and stuff. So making sure that this is front for or front facing for the, the for the community is going to help make sure that these are a success. I, I appreciate that they're doing this in small steps because it has proven to be successful. Everyone I talk to has really enjoyed going out and knocking this out in four hours and then moving on to something else. It's given them something else in this update to look forward to, to keep their mind off of just constantly grinding out crews or chests of rage. Now that we've been able to do this and a lot of people have had access to the trophy one, they're going to knock these out pretty quickly and then go back to working on killing skeletons with fire, digging up chests of rage, turning those in, doing the forts, things like that, going back to their normal gameplay style. And I and I really appreciate that with this because I think it's a good way to kind of break up the, the monotony of a monthly update with a two-week event that could start either towards the first half or the latter half or smack dab in the middle. doesn't matter, but I do really appreciate just having a two-week campaign to work on this. And with that, Pirates, I think that's going to do it for this episode. I want to thank Fox Dye for coming onto the episode and chatting with me. I had a really good time. He's a great PvPer and an awesome streamer. So I really wanted to give him some time to kind of talk about some of the stuff that he's been thinking about the last few updates since that, that you don't always get that long form conversation. And it's tough when you're streaming because you're you're kind of splitting your focus between what one person says in chat and then another person changes the topic. Meanwhile, you're trying to play the game and focus with your crew and stuff. So having having an, uh, a place where they can kind of come on, speak their mind and and feel like it's it's kind of getting it off their chest like he mentioned in the past i i love that i'm glad that he had that opportunity uh i'm gonna have links for all of his stuff in the show notes i'm gonna make sure that um if you guys have any questions you can always reach out to either one of us 
And uh, I think next week, the way we're going to roll it is I want to go solo for one because there's a few things that I've been wanting to catch up on, make sure that I address uh, and kind of talk about some of the the actual crew of Rage, um, uh, actual voyages and stuff and kind of talk about my overall experience with the, the crew of Rage update as it's kind of gone on. We talked a little bit about some of the stuff, but it was more in reference to stuff as opposed to actually talking about the the event itself how i feel about it things like that so um pirates thank you for listening um if you want to get a hold of me there's tons of ways you can do it you can always reach me on twitter at c-a-p-t underscore l-o-g-u-n you can always email me at c-a-p-t l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com the, the links to the discord server are always in the show notes and on twitter if you want to uh find me there and um oh gosh you know before i go i have to say um I got a community spotlight. Uh, the, the, the rare reached out to me. It was really awesome. Um, it fit perfectly with the, the timing as far as the two year anniversary. I've had a ton of people reach out to me and congratulate me for the, the spotlight as well as the, the, uh, Chapman interview. And it was, it's just, it's so awesome. I had such a good time with, um, doing the spotlight, filling out the questionnaire or the questions and kind of having that, that awesome interview. Um, uh, it, it's such a cool thing to, to see and i and i love that I, I finally got the opportunity so thank you rare for doing that thank you joe cameron che every everyone at rare i, I love you guys all so much um i, I still want to talk to many of the rare devs as well too there's still a lot of you that people should know who you are because you you spend your whole day you spend your whole week working on this game and you you deserve to have a spotlight you deserve to have some time to shine so i would love it if you're listening to this and you want to get in touch with me please get in touch with me because there's not very much likelihood that i would ever say no to you coming onto the podcast to talk about what you do because there's a lot of us that are fans of games as well as fans of game development and learning some of the behind the scenes stuff of why things happen is is really it's really cool. It's really awesome to find out about that kind of stuff too. So I would love to get more devs on here to be able to talk about what they do, what some of the struggles that they've, they've had to overcome when doing past events, um, interesting, fun stories, things like that. I would love to have more of that. Uh, also, I have merchandise. So if you want to support Keelhalt, if you want to support me, you can always PayPal me through the email address. You can always pick up the merchandise if you want to represent Keelhalt. Uh, the Teespring um, URL is always in the show notes. Uh, whether you're listening to it on YouTube or Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, um, gosh, there's so many Pocket Cast, uh, Podbeam. All of the different services, I can't think of any that I've I've heard haven't been available for for Keelhaul. It's been going long enough, and I love you guys so much. Make sure that you follow. Please like. Please leave uh, reviews. Anything you can do if you want to show your support, and if you have shown your support, thank you again. Um, you know I don't do advertisements in the show. I just try to let you guys know how to get a hold of me, how to support the community, and how to make sure that the podcast gets out to more people because. Believe it or not, uh, the podcast is is pales in comparison, I'm sure, to most of the Twitch streamers and YouTubers out there that that put a lot of effort into the content creation that they make as well, too, which is why I like to spotlight them as well, too. So please share it with someone, share it with your friends, tell a stranger on a ship about it, whatever you feel like doing if you want to. If not, don't worry about it because it's not required. 
it's just a favor. It's just a favor to me that I ask once in a while if I remember. But Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much. I know this is a little bit longer. I love you so much. I hope you have a wonderful time with this update. I think the next update is going to be amazing. Who knows how it's going to go with uh, the anniversary coming up. I don't know that we're going to get a big uh, anniversary drop like we like like we did last year. But I'm sure that we're going to get some cool stuff as, as the, the story ramps up, as things come out, as things keep pushing and pushing. And Pirates, with that, thank you. I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. Oh yeah, Bolton Sands hates it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely hates it. Yeah, that, that's that's a pretty common. I, I did not want to have to go out there. I'm not a fan of uh, having to go out there now. Other side of the map. Okay, check. Uh, volcano fires every every five minutes. Yep, check. Fun? Nope. There's no fun there.